Welcome to Maybe We'll Talk, a podcast where Dave Crane talks to his friends. Um, this is this could roughly, uh, very fairly be considered a horror genre podcast. Everything we've talked about so far has been relatively horror adjacent in some manner or another, and that probably will continue. I think mainly we talk a lot about bodily harm on this show. I think that's the content warning. We swear. This is for adult audiences. Today, we are talking about a horror role-playing game. A role-playing game of personal horror. Vampire the Masquerade, and we are taking a look at the first edition, Clan Book Nosferatu. With me, as always, is Saint. I should say, with me as he often is. He's not on every episode, but so far, he's been on, you know, 80%. As um, Anthony Hopkins says in his weird accent, I don't have no, oh. idea, what, I have no idea what kind of accent he's trying to do in Dracula. Is it supposed to be German because he's Van Helsing or Dutch or something? I feel like, I mean, I guess I, you know what, honestly, in my head, I feel like it's probably German or Dutch. Yeah. I think that's (laughs) just, just sounds like Anthony Hopkins. You know that I have a very like vague sense of sort of Eastern European accents and they all kind of. Yeah. Central. Central. Yeah. Central European accent, make it kind of German. And he's like, do I get a dialect coach? And they're like, no. You're Anthony Hopkins. You're Anthony Hopkins. You're very well trained. We we spent all our dialect coach money trying to teach Keanu Reeves a received pronunciation accent and didn't go so well. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. (laughs) I love Keanu Reeves so much, but his accent in that movie is so, so, so bad. It's just strange it's just really i mean but there's a lot of just honestly the and it's there there is a sort of victorian sense to just the speech in general but like there's a lot of strange pronunciation and talk and just yeah speech in general in that movie well i think a lot of the the lines are like just straight from the novel so they sound right you know because they're old and they're you know they're written from like a letter or whatever yeah so i was thinking about the novel Dracula today. Mm-hmm. Well, not just because the movie that they made out of it was called Nosferatu, but also the word epistolary came to mind while I was reading this book. Oh, okay. Uh, and for our listeners, that me- the epistolary refers to some type of uh, usually written uh, media that is presented in the form of like letters, newspaper clippings, scrapbooky kind of stuff like, you know, usually letters or correspondence. Uh which is what which is how Dracula is written. And I was thinking about this, that reading this book and how these books are somewhat epistolary. I think they become more so as they go on, but uh Yeah, for sure. But you can already see it becoming Yeah, a part more- of it more part of it in the Nosferatu book and in, um, Sam- you know, in the last couple books. Yeah. Samples of people's emails, 
little tidbits from, you know, characters and other voices and narrators. Yeah. It's an interesting, and it's a, it's a good tool for world building, which, uh, how do we do that? How do we build, what if we, can we build a world like this? I can't believe someone made this. That's another thing that I've been thinking about more and more as I look over these books. I can't believe this was something that some people got together and just described this whole world that you had to purchase in these supplements for 10 books. So Vampire the Masquerade is really cool. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm sorry if I am steamrolling or anything, but do you have opening thoughts about Clan Book Nosferatu? Oh, not at all. Um, Opening thoughts about Clan Book Nosferatu. Um, I don't know. Um, This one's a pretty good one as far as clan books go. I might actually go so far as to venture to say this might actually be the strongest clan book that we've read so far. Oh, um, so actually. yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, I absolutely, um, I absolutely think so. This is the first one that, that really made me think all those thoughts I was just thinking about that made me think, yeah. Oh my God, that's so cool. Can I make a world? <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of stuff in here. Um, and, and there's a lot, there's like a wide range of stuff. And most of it is pretty good, and there isn't really too much just, like, stupid filler that, you know, makes you scratch your head or be like, this is dumb. Or is just edgy in your face for that reason. Yeah, for no good reason, Um, which I think were problems with... um, The first three. The first three, really. Each in in their own ways. Um, This is also... The Nasratu are i you know as a sort of clan culture and identity the most um outsidery in, yeah the, the well that wasn't what i was going to say okay. but i was going to say the most um in their way sort of like down to earth sure you know mm-hmm. unpretentious yep uh, unpretentious is really i think that's the, a good the, yeah what i'm going for there because that's a good word dude. most other vampires can be super fucking pretentious um, even the gangrel even the gangrel the gangrel can be hella pretentious um you know about about their own different things and i i think i think that's kind of the theme of the nasratu is that they have had you know so much of their old lives and 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 their old you know connection to their old selves stripped away by force um that um you know they they having to build up something from from nothing you know they 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 uh they practice a lot of humility and i think that's you know i think that's kind of something a little special among vampire clans because humility is not a trait that any other vampire clan really respects not at all yeah (laughs) you know i mean i mean maybe you know they might respect it but they're you know it's they're not certainly not promoting it sure the the nasratu do the nasratu um you know i i think that's probably like one of their their, i really like unpretentious funny trait yeah like it really because yeah the, the the whole yeah the whole vampire pretense is not something that these guys are a part of. Yeah. Um it 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 uh you know one of the central themes of vampire is that um you you're you're a monster, you know, you have this ravening beast inside you 
that needs to kill and needs to drink blood. Um, and you can't always control it. And that's the tragedy of a vampire's existence. But you can pretend you're not a monster because you might look like sexy and beautiful for all mm. eternity. You may, and you may walk amongst the living. Yeah, and pretend that you're not a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nosferatu can't. Mm. You know, you know they have they have obfuscate. You know, so they can do the they can do the mask of a thousand faces thing um, at obfuscate three, which is you know not always super easy for a starting character to get, but you know. Most, I would think, Nosferatu eventually pick it up if they live. If they live for you know probably more than like a couple decades, it's just it's, it's too useful. And it's yeah, and it's a very important one. Yeah, uh, and I feel like it, not too many clans have obfuscate. Um, the Malkavians have obfuscate. Yep, that makes sense. Um, I feel like Torador maybe, or maybe not Torador. No, uh, no, uh, no, 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 no. No, none of the none of the other Camarilla clans have obfuscate. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, I like Malkavians and Osratu having it. Yeah, independent clans have it. Um, Asimites have it, of course, yep. and Sedites, Sedites have it too. You know what this book talks about a lot? Dominate, which is not an Osratu discipline. No, it isn't. But um, it is mentioned like at least three times as far as how, as far as the Nosferatu operate. Yeah, Yeah, by by dominating various people around town. Yeah, and it seems like it would be, it would be, probably the most useful power for a Nosferatu to cultivate outside of their clan disciplines. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, especially, you know, if you want to be concerned about the masquerade, because if you slip and you get seen, um, you don't even have to necessarily have, um, you know, Dominate 3, which is Forgetful Mind, to wipe their memories. Like, I've, I think I've played in games and I've seen stuff where even a Dominate of 2, you can give somebody a command and they have to obey that command. Sure. And, And you can say... You can never speak to this. You can never. You can never mention. You know. You can't speak to anyone about this ever. You can't right. write the. You, know, you can't write. Yeah. The, write this. You can't. You can't tell anyone about this. What you've seen ever, and then and then you leave. You that's know? a yeah. That's a real reasonable use of dominate too. I would allow that. You know. And um. I I think you know again dominate is also I would have to I, well, when we get to the Tremere and the Ventru I, I want to. Probably check that again. I probably should always did it for the Malkavians too, but I'm thinking about it. And um, I don't know how long, you know, the, I think it changes from edition to edition, but I don't oh, know yeah. how long dominate power lasts. So, like, if you give someone a compulsion, you know, how long does it take to wear off? Does it ever wear off? If you tell someone something like, you know, you can't speak of this, um, you know, with a domination, with the domination, you know, how long does it take before, you know, it wears off, if ever? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure, and it does. It will, and it's very likely that that depends on addition. But there may be yeah. a very low level dominate power that, if it's a very simple command about like that, that doesn't alt- affect their life. It might just be a switch that they just ignore. You know, they have a blind spot forever. Yeah, yeah, and I think, and it depends on the storyteller. It depends on the storyteller. I mean, if if you if you're just doing it to like you know some no name NPC that you right. That you, you know that you're never going to see again, and you're doing it as part of like your feeding procedure or something like that. As I, I as a storyteller, would would let that slide and just be like, yeah, 
you know, if it does wear off, it wears off like years from now. And that, that person, you know, probably doesn't even tries not to think about it at all is like, has like suppressed the memory or like some PTSD shit or something, you know, or like refuses to talk about it. Like people will think I'm crazy if I tell them I was attacked by a vampire. That's kind of what I think is the situation. Yeah. It just sort of recedes. Yeah. I think it's interesting Uh, that in, in every one of these systems, there's a different reason for why mortals who see supernatural creatures forget about them. Except really yeah. vampires, it's not really baked into vampires, it's just the masquerade, but werewolves yeah. have like the, the mists of whatever yeah. that, that um, cause more, the delirium. Yeah, the delirium and mages have, have, you know, like paradox and coincidental magics. And I think um, fairies have some kind of the mists cover, yeah, veil the yeah. eyes of humans that yeah. see chimerical, chimerical. Yeah. And ghosts, ghosts are just ghosts. And I mean, um, it's not that I think for, as far as race goes, not that people don't think that like the things that happen, like they rationalize them. It's just that the, like the, the scope of race powers that actually affect the living world are so limited. It's weird how, and, and so taxing, like, just like, like it is so hard to do like something like picking up a, like one thing and throwing it across the room, like a poltergeist. Yeah. Like for most ghosts, I think, with starting character stats or whatever, like that's pretty much all your magical power for the, you know, whatever your magic, whatever the magic power stat was. I forget what it was, but it's like you pretty much just spend most all of it for the whole day just by like picking up. Could it have been pathos or was that just something, or is that like willpower? Did they have willpower? It, yeah. They had willpower. Okay. It was pathos. I forget. Pathos. Because to me, that those two words are, you know, very yeah. very similar but, things yeah. <laughs> i don't but, know but that, that was definitely something that was baked into rate that they made it very deliberately difficult yeah um, i almost affect the living world and that and, and that was i mean you know that was to, by design to be like you want to do stuff to the living world and you can't it is so hard you have to plan really carefully you have to think about it you have to force you have to expend so much effort and, um because because you're dead <laughs> right this is not your world anymore. You're slipping away, you know? They also expected you to spend most of your time talking to other wraiths and not the NPCs from your backstory. So, you know. Yeah. It was the nature of the game, kind of, was to really turn it into this whole other world. But I I liked... I I, I was into it. I feel like what they did with wraith was... I liked it being very separate. Yeah, me too. And I, I, I think... Because otherwise, Haunted, it wouldn't, I don't know. It's not like, you know, Haunted Houses are like a special thing, but cities are obviously full of vampires. Like, you just know it, you know, so whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I would think, I don't know. I would think that, like, like, I think, I think, like, the essence of a good race game, you got to make sure that all the characters' patterns, like, really tie in together. Like, they're all the the victim of the same murderer or, you know. Yeah. you know, you, it may it may not all be one thing necessarily, but you tie them all intricately together to be like, okay, this person's passion is connected to this person's fetter, and this person's fetter is doing some stuff that relates to that other person's fat uh, uh, fetter, and that person's yeah, fetter. There was a lot of neat ways you could tie it all together. Yeah, and you kind of, I felt like you kind of had to do that, or you'd have like a bunch of rates who didn't care about any of each other's passions, and it's all about like 
you know, race all about their passions. It's like you have you have to take care of your unfinished business, and that's like your whole reason for existing. But if you have a bunch of race who don't care about each other's reasons for existing, then why should they work together at all? Uh, sometimes it's because the storyteller thinks he's running Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. Sometimes yeah. that's the reason. Sometimes that's the reason. Sometimes you all meet in a tavern. Yep. And you're like, well, we're wraiths, and there's some bad guys out there. Let's go get them. Let's wraith them up. I ran a campaign where the characters all had wraiths, and they had been recruited for some reason by the FBI or something. I did a lot of FBI. I was I liked the X Files a lot, but they they were trained. So each each player had a character that was a wraith and a character that was a blood brother from this the storyteller's handbook from Vampire the Masquerade. Oh, man. So they, could they do a coagulate entity? I think they could. So it was a bunch yeah. of wraiths who would possess these basically cloned blood brother uh, uh, coterie or vampire coterie and would go do commando shit. <laughs> it was really like, uh, yeah, it was very Freak Legion type That's crazy. nonsense. But I mean, that's all I, I don't, yeah, for, I really... I ran this game and all these games like D&D whenever I did them. It was all just, yeah, it was all what kind of combat encounters can I get into with all. I would read these and I would just be like, look at all these cool powers. I'm figuring out how to give all my characters all these powers and we're all just going to, they're all just going to kill each other. It's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Let's talk about the Nosferatu. Okay. I feel uh, like... Um, I feel like maybe really early on in development, somebody suggested that maybe these clan books would be like props, like it would be a completely meta thing. And every now and again, and they then they didn't really go that way. But every now and again, you get a hint of that. Yeah, they for the, sure. the the black page references the book you are holding in your hands. Yeah, like again, that like this is this is made for neonates to pick up or something like exactly, that. Exactly, much like the Gangrel kind of had that idea, but really only kind of on this first page does it. Yeah, does it reference that? Uh, there is a quote here uh, from Malcolm South, mythical and fabulous creatures. The quote reads: Arthur Lennig says of Nosferatu, a kind of ab- abstract thing of evil. He has no nobility, nor does he inhabit the dark world of majestic satanic villains. Instead, he is a lower kind of evil, an obscene and loathsome creature that dwells amid decay and slime and crawling rats. Uh, The black page is nice and short. Yeah. I've been watching you. I saw you pick up and open this vile book. Don't look around. You can't see me anyway. But oh, if you could. Don't go thinking you're special, though. I just wanted to see mortals' reactions when they read this book. I do hope you enjoy it. Just don't believe anything you read within these pages, for it's all true. That's so White Wolf. That is one of the most White Wolf things I've ever read in my life. I mean, that's like... And this book... This might be the first clan book that I owned or read. This may have been my introduction to Vampire the Masquerade, and that might be part of why... I think every inch of it is so great. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the opening chapter is, is a short story. Um, yeah. Like a very short 
Not a very short story. It's a short story about a Nosferatu using Mask of a Thousand Faces to look hot and then um, uh, go into a goth club and then revealing his face to the the blood doll he picks up to be like, ha I'm a real vampire and bites her neck because he... As you do. Yeah. Because he says, why? I don't really know why. Guess it's because assholes like you make me sick and misery loves company. So does he so, embrace her? No, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's an embrace. I think he's just like <laughs> it's yeah he's kind of terrorizing her a bit while he feeds. So a little her. bit a little bit of a variance on the short story there. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, because uh, a lot of them are about a, introducing a new vampire. And yeah. this is just What's I, interesting I, I about like any of y'all. Yeah. What's interesting about this short story is that I actually kinda think it's a little atypical for um for the Nosferatu, or at least the way yeah, I to just be behaving that overtly, really, just tormenting. Yeah, people. yeah. Well, not oh, well, there that. is there is talk of that kind of thing. There is talk of that kind of thing, but they do spend like I think, we, like we said when we first started talking about, it, I think like humility is sort of like a uniquely sure. Nosferatu trait. So, um, that doesn't always translate necessarily to compassion, um, right? But I do tend to think of the Nosferatu as as a bit more compassionate in 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 some ways than other vampires too. Just for the just for the same kind of reasons of like, I mean, we can talk about we will talk more about Nosferatu culture later on. But oh, like, for sure, the whole thing about how they stick together because like nobody else would have them. Um. Uh, so you, they have some compassion for. You know, I, the, I think it's, you know, the way George R. R. Martin would say, like, you know, bastards and broken things. Right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, you know, people who are like outcasts and people who are, you know, um, you know, who have it rough um, through no real fault of their own. Um, but I but in a certain they, they do talk about it, too. And I, it's it, it's it's epitomized here in this short story is is how. Every once in a while, because this is the world of darkness, and because yeah. also you know they're only they're only they're only people after all is like sometimes the the sort of rage. Um, oh yeah, at the, at, at the lash out at the beautiful people. Yeah, is 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 a little too much to resist, right? And a lot of times it's you know sometimes it's hard to say like like you know like they don't have a point because they kind of do. I mean, in this particular short story, it's, you know, he's kind of brutal to this woman for no particular good reason, but, um... He doesn't like goth chicks. Yeah, he doesn't like goth chicks. Goth um, chick turned him down in high school one time. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so in this particular case, it's, it's, it seems a little, seems a little, like, it, it does seem a little out of character for a stereotypical Nosferatu, but not too far out of character really i think it i think it does kind of highlight a little bit of the nasty side of the clan it might be well. it's one of the edgiest portions yeah. of the book and it's the first thing yeah well actually that's not true because when we turn to chapter two and you get the first thing that <laughs> the first oh, thing that you got the nosferatu the, are inbred according to this yeah, tremere, tremere this, physician this, claudius this maximus 
Claudius Maximus. This, Do you think he this, was a Roman? Were the Tremere's no. from Rome? No, the Tremere oh. did not get started until like more than a thousand years after Rome. This dude calls himself Claudius Maximus because he is full of himself, uh, an arrogant piece of shit. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, but They're inbred, just, or they've been breeding with animals. Thinks Claudius yeah, Maximus. Yeah, it's really it's this it's this whole like faux scientific kind of um, analysis of the Nosferatu, but it's it's using all of this, you know, sort of really gross, like 19th century Victorian kind of scientific language about like, you know, like, ah, the skull bone structures resemble those of reptiles and all men of learning know the reptile knows the mammal. Right, 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 right. Yeah. (laughs) I wrote down orifices of unfathomable purpose. (laughs) Yeah. 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 There's like a certain low cunning pervades the Nosferatu character. Uh, yeah, believe this penchant to be instinctual rather than premeditated, rather like dower bowerbirds adorning their nests with all matter of gaudy, gaudy debris. A Nosferatu overhears a half-understood snippet of information or gossip and then parrots it amongst his own kind without any real comprehension. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, he's, yeah, no, this, this is a story about a Tremere that, you know, and I mean, you know, this is, this is, he's, this is like, they're talking a little bit about, um, what Nosferatu deformities kind of look like. Cause right. all of these, you know, the, the, the text, you know, says repeatedly that the Nosferatu are hideous and deformed in game terms. They have an appearance of zero. Um, and they can, you can never make an appearance based role with them because it, you know, it, it's always going to fail. They look like, um, but they look like all kinds of different horrible monsters. You know, there's there's kind of a general vampiry kind of look to them, but some might be pussy or mucusy or slimy or like dried out or like skeletal. Oh, the like, merits and flaws are great. Yeah, there's a whole there's a whole section oh, of merits boy, and yeah, flaws. We'll get there. Right, yeah, about about different deformities, which might provide some small bonuses or or penalties. Um. Um. But uh, this is basically, you know, this is, this this kind of gives you the, 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 despite the fact that, you know, the, this, this Tremere is being really over the top and, and, you know, ridiculous about, you know, how he's talking down to the, to, you know, to the Nosferatu. They make a villain of him. They make a villain of him. It's not, it's not that extreme as far as probably a lot of other vampires from other clans feel about the Nosferatu anyway. And they may not say it as much out loud or they may not feel it to the same extent, but you know, the Nosferatu are so fucking gross. <laughs> you can, <laughs> this this only, is, uh, orifices of, of unfathomable purpose. And there's a lot of great art in this too, of like really horrible looking monster vampire things, the Nosferatu. And, you know, they, you know, they, just, just the way they, they, the language they use, it they make it really gross. They and for for some reason that I still can't quite fathom, that still seems kind of still kind of like a little head scratchy to me. Like you could probably do better than this. Is that they live in the sewers, so they all stink and they're all covered with shit all the time or whatever. They kind like, well, kinda mostly. Yeah, kinda some mostly. of the descriptions of the underground palaces and networks are seem real. Uh... 
But no, that is the vibe. True. The vibe is there in the sewer with the poo. The vibe is there in the sewers. And to get yeah. to the underground palace, like you, you got to go through the that. sewers. Yeah. You got to go through the sewers. Yeah. Still. They're probably in there and they're all stinky. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's still, yeah. This part of, part of me thinks like, like why exactly do you have to live in specifically the sewers? And I, I think part of it is too, is that, um, this is not something that I talk about too much in the actual book, but it, reading this reminded me of stuff that was um, in like uh, Vampire Dark Ages books. Oh, and and about how the Nosferatu were treated and how the Nosferatu were viewed during uh, during the Dark Ages. Oh, during, sure. Like, the medieval period during the medieval times by um, other vampires who saw the Nosferatu curse as like literally like double extra curse by God. Right. And that, you know, it was their place to live underground in sewers and in, in, in catacombs and in boneyards and, and lich yards and stuff like that. You know, there, you know, there weren't necessarily as quite as many sewers in, in a lot of cities, but there was still stuff like that. Um, and, like that was their place because they were obviously cursed by God, like double hard. <laughs> so, so all the, all the other vampires forced them to live in all of these terrible places. And I mean, and so, as a result, uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, a couple hundred years later they have their, you know, there's a foundation there of underground a network already in existence of tunnels, you know, aside from what man has built and, you know, there's just, there's, yeah, it's exactly. there. It's, you know, it's what the Nosferatu have dug out, and yeah. you know, there's a little bit more as you go into this about other supernatural creatures below the earth. Oh yeah, like, it makes it. It almost makes it sound like there's a whole like you know. I love D &D, it. Indeed, forgotten realms. Oh, underdark. you know, I love yeah, it. Under, oh, you know, I love it. Underdark has always been very evocative, and there's there's little traces of it showing up here. Um, anyway, um, Claudius Maximus is killed yeah claudius maximus um which is great there's a little pen note at the end of that to be like by the way this person is you know who is so very loathsome got killed by nosferatu apparently you can tell uh, by his speech he was so loathsome so now you think it's great that a nosferatu broke out and killed him yeah that's great with his own surgical instruments fuck off claudius well, maximus well, and just just so we can be clear here, Claudius Maximus was was vivisecting Nosferatu for fun, right? You know, and he was vivisected. Yeah. Um, although, although, is vivisecting the right word if you're already if you're like undead? You know what? It shouldn't be, but it does. Like the word vivisection, a care a crude character. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Yeah, because it was evident that the instruments of Maximus's death were his own enchanted surgical apparatus, which had apparently been used to perform a crude caricature of a vivisectory operation upon Maximus himself. <laughs> Thank you, White Wolf. <laughs> Just, I love it. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, it shouldn't be. You know, it's it's not a living. Yeah. Well, but you know, I guess they call it on life. I guess it, I guess potato, potato, I don't know. Yeah, potato, potato. Um, yeah, and then so the next story we have is about um, how the Nosferatu got started. And this is a great story. It is. Um, I like how, you know, the, 
this Nosferatu is telling this story. It's mythology. Like yeah, it's mythology. And he's basically setting it in this sort of prehistoric times, as we would kind of imagine prehistoric times, or I think like pop cultural people, pop culturally people would imagine as prehistoric times, you know, you live in caves. Or the like, first city know, was a cave. I like the first that. city was just a cave. Yeah, he's yeah. like, there's no first city. It was just a cave, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, Nosferatu was a badass. He was a badass hunter and kind of a scary, sadistic killer. Um, and, uh, but he was beautiful. He was so hot, except for like one little scratch on his face mm. that he got from his sire. I got a question about that during his embrace. Yeah. She, it says that, that, well, maybe, uh, maybe I'm incorrect, but I'm pretty sure it says that she broke his back mm. and then em embraced him and gave him a scratch. And so at first I was like, well, if I ask Saint, how come his back's not broken when he's a vampire? Saint's going to say, oh, well, you know, it was the second generation. Or he's going to say, lost the mist of time. And I was, and I almost just, I almost just went right past it until I got to the scar. And then I was like, the scar remains, but his back is unbroken. Does it make for a good story, of course? Of course. Which, yes, of course. Um, anyway, yeah, so... So yeah, that's his story. He got when he was embraced, he got a little scar, and he was very mad about it because he felt his perfection was marred. So he decided to kill literally all the other vampires, basically, so he could get at his sire and diabolize her. Um, and he started the whole like war between the generations that kicked off the jihad and brought down the first city. So. You know, all the, the different vampire clans have specific myths about yeah. why their clan is special. <clears throat> this guy uh, like <laughs> none of them none of them claim that they like, yeah, our clan definitely you know, our clan founder definitely fucked up. He was not a good guy. Um, yeah, and uh Kane came back during all of the war happening and found Nosferatu about to diabolize his sire and he was like you are a piece of shit and you did all of this because of that tiny little scratch on your face yep i'm gonna make you look super ugly very terrible you're gonna hate very it. terrible the worst you hate just, it so much it's so so bad um so that's how the nasratu happened and basically the nasratu also talk about how they believe Nasratu had a bunch of childer, and all but one were his bloodbound slaves. And all but one were cruel, nasty, depraved motherfuckers just like him. I, f I feel like I missed this. But, um, but I was under the impression that Baba Yaga was the one from whom the rest of them are descended. No. N no. She isn't, she's listed as, as, as one of the Niktiku. I feel like later on, yeah... I don't know. I feel like I feel like somewhere in in my mind, and it could have been something I invented for one game or something. But I thought that Baba Yaga was the the one that got away that founded the Nosferatu after the Nibdaktu. Yeah. Which I, I can't, I'm sorry I interrupted you because now I have no idea if we've explained what we're even talking about. No, there's just <laughs> he, there, there's there's his his 
his bloodbound childer and one child who got away before he could finish bloodbonding her. The fourth generation uh, of this clan. Yeah. Or and, yeah, these are all the, the fourth, fourth generation, generation members. Yeah. So all the rest of the Nosferatu lineage are descended from that one fourth generation who who didn't get blood bonded to Nosferatu and who is not a Niktiku. Um, we don't have her name, as far as I know. Okay. As far as I'm, like I said. Yeah, it could have come up in any other book. Who know? You know. They definitely say Baba Yaga is a Niktiku. They talk about Baba Yaga in so many of these books. Yeah. Yeah, when I scroll down to the Niktiku area, they, they say the precise roster of the Niktiku yep. is unknown. Although there are many, the few names have been passed down through the ages. Abraxi's Lord of Mist, the Cannibal Hag Baba Yaga, Nukalavi the Skinless, Gorgo She Who Screams in Darkness, and Echidna the Mother of Foulness. Echidna yeah. may... Echidna is like the Greek mother of monsters. She may be... She's probably adjacent to Lilith, or maybe even just the Greek version of Lilith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's interesting I, that... Well... I think Abraxes, I, I know, is, is something too. Yeah, that I, sounds that sounds like something to me. <laughs> Oh, did you? I feel like I didn't even. I was going to ask you a uh, hundred years ago uh, if you had a. It, do you what, do you have something to say about the word Nosferatu and its etymology? Or oh yeah, actually I looked that up. Okay, I, great. Know, yeah, because I, I I feel I, like it's folkloric, but I'll let, yeah. I forgot to mention it. Yeah, let's do so, it. Let's hear. So I actually looked it up, and apparently it uh it is the word Nosferatu comes from probably some 19th century English writers um, before Bram Stoker um, who were writing like books about like Romanian folklore and stuff. But, and, and they use the word Nosferatu to describe vamp a vampire. But um, people now think that the word Nosferatu is some kind of mistranslation or misheard word because there is no word Nosferatu in Romanian. Okay. Like, okay. Like, like, not even close, really. Yeah. Um, like, at least nothing that means like a vampire. There's like some other words that start with N that like are kind of sort of close, but etymologically, we're, are, you know, is it's like very doubtful. So it's probably just some Englishmen who like, in typical Victorian English fashion, were trying to be trying to learn about some other culture and did it really half-ass. <laughs> yeah, as you know. <laughs> Yeah, as we've seen, and then um, and then Bram Stoker used it um, as well as a word to describe vampires. Um, you know, we had his, Anthony you know, Hopkins he, saying, he, "Yeah, he reported. He, I think he, I think indirectly, he reports it to be the the, the Romanian word for vampire, which again is which it again, is not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep, where uh, language is real funny. And that's and that's and that's where it comes from. That's where we get Nosferatu comes from. It's 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 it. Pe people pretty much say like yeah, like this might have been one or two other authors. I think like their names were like Schmidt and Rogers or something like that in like the mid eighteen hundreds, late eighteen hundreds, and some other books. But it was really Bram Stoker, you know. That's 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 where you, you know they definitely saw the popularity of that and the usage of that word, you know, sort of explode. So. Have we encountered anyone else so far who has diabled their sire? A member of the third generation who has diabled their sire? Is this the first time we've seen it, or did 
did Bruja did, did Bruja do it? I feel like no, no, no. Bruja, Bruja was a fourth generation. Troy, Troy was a fourth generation who diabolized Bruja's okay. uh, third, third generation. Yeah. But this not, but not second. Too. This is the first time we've seen the second generation. Because yes. I'm going to start counting. I know this is all apocryphal. I know that I know what myths are, but because uh, I know that a, a lot of these clan books talk about their founder diaboling a member of the second generation. Yeah, but this is the first Although, time we've seen it. The way it kind of describes describes it is this this event is it kind of makes it sound like Nostradamus actually didn't finish didn't actually finish diabolizing her yeah it doesn't specifically say that she was diablo yes, it says yeah. it says that nasratu was feeling her power and that before he could drink the last of her blood and get off, oh he was, he was knocked down by cain oh and the child was dead but like you know because like when you like i think mechanically okay like, Vampire commits diablery. Yeah. Well, there is a roll after all the blood is drained. Yeah. After all the blood is drained, you get one roll to like absorb the soul. Yeah. And if you throw that roll, you don't go down generation. You don't get the soul. But the yep. vampire, the the other vampire, still dies. So I think that's kind of what happened here: is that he tried to diablerize her and failed, and I she was dead. It. Yeah. You know, because Cain Cain knocked him off her, and then that's when Cain curses, uh, you know, curses him. Um. There's a lot of cool art in this book, and there's also just uh, garbage that was placed on a photocopier. Yeah, they're seriously like, what is this? Is this like a Subway sandwich, an old Subway sandwich wrapper? Like, we, we haven't gotten there yet, but on pages 21 through 33, for 11 pages of this book, one-sixth of this book, um, the same image is reprinted, fading in and out, as though, I don't know. A Nosferatu is using obfuscate or something. Like on my copy, is, they're just they're just empty black pages. They're just empty black boxes. In in mine, through those eleven pages, it slowly fades. Like if you I, were to flip them like a book, you would slowly see him see him fading in and out of the darkness. <laughs> yeah, I kind of see it. Yeah, it's very it's silly. Just, it's really. Maybe they ran out of money to pay artists in this book. Too. Maybe, or just, or just, or just needed to use space for some reason. I also feel like, um, you know, these books have all been about sixty-six pages. Like they stopped numbering them towards the end, but I think sixty-six is about. I don't know about binding, and there's probably some magic number sixty-four or something. But anyway, uh, the Bruja book seemed, you know, really short to me maybe just because it was like a bunch of like longer chapters like this book is so much more broken up and i feel like as we've gone along they've been more broken up with little bits of information and little articles and i just like i think this one just reads really great yeah i agree i agree this 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 one's well done this is the yeah so this story about how nasratu got ugly this was a great story there's a little quick thing about the Tiku about how yeah like to this day, the, they are hunting the Nosferatu yeah. in the darkness. So the Nosferatu, like this, is why the Nosferatu say that they hide and they live underground. And yeah, they, they obfuscate themselves because they are all deathly afraid of the children of their founder. Because it's, yeah, not just the masquerade; they don't want anyone knowing they're anywhere. Yeah, there is because it's, it's the job of the Niktiku to go and kill all the other Nosferatu because. The Nasrasha Antediluvian thinks that all of his ugly children are a horrible curse 
and that maybe Cain will be happy with him if he kills all his ugly descendants, which doesn't make any sense, but he was crazy in the first place. So, hey. And so there we are. And uh, I like it. I like the whole Nick Tucku thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it, it, it does. It kind of specifically says, you know, for for no reason at all, Nosferatu is down there believing that if the Nosferatu clan is wiped out, he will be cured of his terrible disfigurement. So to this day, I mean, we are hunted. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's just, you know, if it's a real story, it's just some sort of like terrible misplaced narcissism. He's like, I've been made ugly and these guys are, you know, my child are all reflect my ugliness. So fuck them. You gotta kill them. You know, nasty guy. Yeah, nasty man nasty. from the beginning of time. Yeah, just a nasty man from the beginning of time. <laughs> and that's and like some real eternal struggle shit with him overthrowing the first city and luring. Does he lure Kane away or he lures? Oh yeah, yeah he, he pretends he's injured. Oh. Yeah, he says I was attacked by a werewolf, and Kane rides off to find the it's werewolf. Like, like, oh man, this guy was sneaky. Oh, I can't wait to watch Kindred the Embrace. Yeah. Help me, Kane. Oh my God! Actually, I can't wait. I can't wait for the. I was, the I was thinking puppetry. about the, the only the only Nosferatu they have in oh. the embraced. How's he look? The makeup is pretty bad. And oh just, boy! Oh my God! We just I joke about it so much with my friends that we're like, "There's oh my God!" There's a part in one episode where like. He's like, you know, he's used his mask of a thousand faces and he's just got like a bad wig on. Oh boy. <laughs> and then like something happens with like, and like a woman he's been with or like, you know, fed from or something like he like the, the obvious guy drops and he sees her and she's like, oh! <laughs> and we always joke, we're like the horror, he was bald. It's just like the dude is just bald with pointy ears and, and like slightly pointy fangs and, and like that's it. And we're just like and people are like, he's hideous. Of course, of course they are. Oh man, I can't I can't wait. I can't believe I think I saw the the pilot of it when it aired and I don't think I ever saw any I can't wait to see it. Oh my god, the pilot the pilot is like extra terrible and, and it, I can't it gets, wait to see the machinations. It gets better. It gets better when it get in its in its awfulness as as the episodes go on. It's I just, can't yeah. believe they made a TV show. Yeah, I can't believe it. Yeah, what was going on in the nineties? Yeah, how were it, such things possible? How were such things possible? It was made Crazy. by. It was made by what's his face? Yeah, the fucking made nine hundred two one Tori Spelling's father. Yeah, Aaron Spelling. Is Arthur Arthur Spelling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Aaron, Aaron. Spelling. Insane. Yeah insane who put that idea in who put who who approached him i don't know i'm like, gonna i'm gonna do some re i'm gonna find out i'm gonna find out the story how did that how did it even happen someone somehow someone somehow he picked up the vampire <laughs> the Masquerade great core book and he read it and he was just like it's awesome <laughs> imagine Literally. what these guys are doing in la was it the anarch free it wasn't it was a camp was it la uh, it was. Uh, I seem to recall know, the venture guy was, going out on his porch it, in the morning. It was L.A. and okay. it was it, it was an anarch. It, it was it didn't have anything to do with the L.A. From, and sunlight. Yeah, you know, sunlight. Um, they could go out in sunlight. Okay, they, they could go out in sunlight. They just, it was just like 
their powers were diminished. It yeah, it wasn't. It was. It was like not good for them. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, you don't do that too it, much. It's it's kind of yeah. It's kind of it, they left it kind of vague, but it was like they had to wear sunglasses and they they made them really uncomfortable. And yeah, I guess they probably couldn't use their powers or something like that. Um. You know, Dracula and Dracula in, in, in the novel, he goes out during the day too, but it's just sure. like, yeah, yeah you yeah, talk yeah. about how sure. he's, he's, he's much weaker during the day or whatever, but he can still do it. Um, um, yeah, not Vampire the Masquerade Vampires. No. You like, you like basically... You take aggravated damage immediately. You'll be, yeah, you basically immediately catch on fire and die. But you also, um, like, it all, you also become lethargic and you have to make a willpower roll just to, like, move around and... Yeah, it's like bad I, for you to be even around during the day. Yeah. Um, blood storing sex. Blood storing sex. Oh my god. This Do all gross. vampires develop blood storing sex within their bodies? I don't know. I just always kind of assumed that it was just kind of like held in the dead veins. Yeah, I just figured it was in their veins. Like, why do you need blood storing sacks? You have veins. <laughs> Blood's the <laughs> what's your heart? What, like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess if you have, a, like, I mean, well, what's a blood pool of 20? I mean, I also assumed that the blood was just concentrated and magical, and that's why you had 20 points or whatever. Is that I mean, like, uh, how many yeah, blood but, points does uh, a man, a human mortal man have? Like 10. Okay, yeah. so I mean, it's not like you got a. It's not like you've got six men's worth of blood in there. No, of course not. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what they talk about. It's like it's concentrated, like right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like one one blood point from a neonate is like a pint, and like one blood point from a fourth generation is like a drop. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so yeah, they talk about in this chapter. They talk about um the actual experience of living as an Osratu, existing as an Osratu. Um, they talk about how their embrace takes a week. Yeah, that's where well the blood sacks develop on the third or fourth day. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a week horrible pain as Terrible. their body. Oh god, it, yeah, it, it is a gruesome descri- description of how so how it how it happens over the course of a week. Yeah. And then the next page, you were talking about the little like inserts about yeah, how... Xerxes and Jameson. There, they've yeah. been a little, little bit of an email back and forth. This is also some real eternal struggle shit. Uh, yeah, it's just, just like this total is like dance the, the puppets. The 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 Nosferatu started like the 1969 L.A. race riots, basically. Uh, that's what the yeah, that's what this first little story is. Yep. Yeah, that's what this this is. But they did it in order to um, make. Um, a bunch of to to get a bunch of parts of the city burned down so that um, when the places got rebuilt they could have their own people um, at the construction sites and making sure to like build secret basements and catacombs and connections and to the sewers and stuff like that. And a big uh, a big goal of this clan is, uh, or you know, a big tendency in any city is to control local construction. So that they yeah. can, yeah. So, so they have access to their. I love yeah. it. The, the stuff they have going on underground, and they know they where to. they can come and go. Yeah, yeah. Local utilities, stuff yep. like that. Um, they talk about. They talk later about how, like, a very common Nosferatu, um, like vampire war tactic. If they if they're trying to like kill off an enemy, is to like 
they usually know where people sleep because they know stuff and they can yeah. follow people around. And then they just engineer like a gas main explosion or something underneath their haven so that they wake up on fire. Yep. It's like, oh, it's noon and I'm on fire and my whole apartment is <laughs> very fire. Yeah, real. I try, to, I try to jump out of the fire and then, oh, it's the burning sun. Basically, it just ends in ash no matter what. I would not. I was also thinking that if I was a vampire and I was not of this clan, I would probably live in the sewers anyway, just because that kind of shit can happen. Find someplace <laughs> underground. Do. I mean, I really, the idea of having to be asleep if the sun is out and like it's a magical sleep that is very difficult for me to rise from. And I'm totally, that would, that would scare me. Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, it's I, people, it, it's it's kind of funny thing you see pop up sometimes on like RPG message boards and stuff. Occasionally, people are like, "What would happen if really vampire war, ha- vampire versus human war happened? You know, what would the vampires do? What would the humans do?" And my answer would always be like, "A lot of people would die, and eventually, all the vampires would lose because not being able to get up and move around or do anything during the day is a really big it's disadvantage. Really big, and." Like all of your fortitude and all of your dominate and all of your presence and all of your celerity, none of that shit matters if somebody drives a bulldozer through the sidewall of your haven and lets all the sunlight in. Like you got probably like five minutes before you're dead. Tops, if you have a lot of if you have a lot of fortitude and you are really careful and you move really fast. You could probably last for a little while, um, you know, running from, you know, dark spot to dark spot, shady spot to shady spot. And like, you know, before you can escape, like I thought about I, I a thought mean about storyteller it. would still make you take a couple dice rolls of damage in the shadows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you could always get unlucky. You know, yeah. I thought about it. I was like, because, like, you know, I think the last I think I mentioned like like. I think when we were talking about Gangrel and we were talking about Earthmeld, I thought I was, th- I remember thinking about this the last time I played a Gangrel. I was like, what would, what would happen if, if my Gangrel, who was like a pretty old Gangrel elder by the time we got to the end of the game, because it was like a through the ages kind of dark ages cool, game. Cool, 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 cool. I love that. Yeah. I was like, he's got a fortitude of like five. He's got like all this celerity. He's got all this protean. Like if he needed to like wake up during the middle of the day, run for his life through like, you know, through like a brightly lit, like field or forest or something like that. How long could he last? You know, like what do the rules say? How much damage does he take every turn? How much could I resist? You know, um, and with the high fortitude, you know, even in direct sunlight is something like three ag every turn. Um, and if you've got a fortitude of five, you could theoretically soak that every single turn. But if you don't, then you start taking some damage pretty quick. Yeah. Oh you know? boy, the daylight oh and boy. daytime. This is in, in like in the scope of fiction. This is like one of the worst penalties for being a vampire during the day. I oh, mean, yeah. like all va- vampires in other media are just walking around. Yeah. Oh, I guess I I can't dominate you during the <laughs> yeah. during this oh, terrible sunshine. But uh, yeah, I'm, they they just yeah. I'm, I'm extra sparkly. But the yeah, oh yeah, yeah you're right. Yes, yeah. yeah. But these guys vampire. just these guys incinerate instantly. Yeah. Yeah, they're like they're like paper in a in a oh, fire. Well, like just, that like uh, that Nosferatu movie they made uh mm-hmm. 70 years that's probably not even it's probably 100 years, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and it, and same thing, you know, some other vampire media I've seen. Like, yeah, I think of, like, sometimes they just. Oh yeah, do they just? I never saw yeah. one episode of that. That was a great show, but yeah, yeah they, I'm, they, am they, I, I they, just stopped they, watching they get, TV around 1997. Just yeah, they get they get like one shaft of sunlight, and it's just like and that's it. Like yeah. they just like burst into flame and die. That's it. Um, so yeah, like I people I like people have like these funny you see you know, uh, like vampire war, and they're like, all oh, the vampires are gonna totally. I'm like, dude, there are so many people and so few vampires. It doesn't matter how many blood bond. Like it yeah. can get blood. Yeah, people, vampires, simply this fight this way, that. But it's like, if it's just a straight fight, like, you have to sleep half the day. None of your disciplines matter when you're asleep. And if, you know, 100 FBI agents just drop a drone missile on your on your home and blow a big hole in the side of your, of your haven, you're going to burn. That's it. What are you going to do? Just burn. You see that movie, yeah. Solo? The uh, uh, Hot Star Wars, so Star Wars one, yeah, 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 of course. There's a uh, there's an alien sitting in a room yeah. with paint windows painted black, and that alien yeah. dies if it gets sunlight on it. So yeah. Han Solo throws a rock through her window, yeah, and she dies. That's yeah. pretty bad. That's pretty yeah, bad reaction. Is and that's her species. That's not a. She's not a supernatural creature. That's not a vampire. Her just race. Burns in the sun. She's just got a really bad UV. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Terrible. Why were you? Why are you even near a window? (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. Uh, Yeah. Nosferatu culture. Oh. Yeah. Um, Talking about uh, you know the ostracized type of people and how they like to, but also not you know they like to get. The outsiders and, uh, you know, people that might already be uh, predisposed, but they also like to get uh, engineers and recently computer programmers. Like, they're all about building this and, and, you know, people involved in construction and and lower level, uh, you know, various minions. Uh, Yeah. They're going for, yeah, they're going for like the... uh, they're, They're controlling the infrastructure. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah. And there's this little part about Cleopatra's. Yep. Which, which I, this was something I was actually kind of, kind Almost. of loved about the Nosferatu clan book because it, it you know, as, as much as the Nosferatu, like, you know, we talked about being unpretentious and being kind of, you know, in some ways, like a little bit more compassionate than other clans. This is, this, this, this kind of showcases like the, the kind of nasty side of the Nosferatu. Yeah. Some of them it, are really it, wacky about people's appearances. Yeah, so they can get really wacky about other people's appearances yeah. because of how deformed they are. So Cleopatras are Nosferatu who have been embraced um, specifically to ruin their looks. Um, you know, it's it's pretty nasty. That's a mean thing it's to pretty, do, and that it's, it's it almost the 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 opening short story. That's why I say almost touches on that. We it almost lingers on whether it's an embrace or not. But it's the same yeah. kind of uh, resentment and, you know, that kind of energy. I'm mad at the pretty people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to mess them up. And then a little bit talking about how, and then, and then right directly after that, it talks a little bit about how they are on, on the whole, no more cruel than anyone else, and kind of talking about that down-to-earth aspect 
and then merits and flaws. Unless I don't mean to move on, unless there's anything. No, no, no. Because I think this is, they're talking about here the the stuff we've kind know, of already the, talked about. Talked about the humility, the mm-hmm. the fact that they're ugly doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be cruel and, um, yeah. We got merits and flaws right out of Freak Legion. So I will say actually one thing I will I will say real quick about the the other things that they say about um, the virtue of honesty. I thought this was an interesting. Oh way to yeah, about. yeah. Uh, honesty is not something that really matters to most vampires, but to Nosferatu, they have like this sort of interesting um, relationship with it because yeah. they, you know, it talks about how much most Nosferatu despise hypocrites, so they want to be honest with themselves and honest to other people. But at the same time, they're information brokers and they're vampires and they're secretives and they're and they're sneaks. So they 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 do tell lies to people, um, but they can't tell big lies. Yeah, they keep because that will ruin their and that doesn't bad they don't for really business. Say that, but it's, but they don't want to you know Nosferatu have this reputation and this sort of like role as as these information brokers and you got to kind of be trustworthy with the information you sell if somebody is like giving you a favor giving you money giving you something for the information you sell them a, you know you sell them a rotten bill of goods then then they're not going to buy information from you again yeah so so they talk about how when the Nosferatu do want to lie about stuff they it's usually like little white lies that to just fuck with people um but not necessarily to you know not necessarily something that'll come back to them Oh, for sure, yes. And they are very careful about that. Yeah. Anyway, yes, these merits and flaws. Oh, my God, the uh, the parasitic infestation. Ooh, that's pretty cool, yeah. Do you uh, remember that that anime, uh, that old anime Ninja Scroll? Did you ever see that? Oh, was there a guy full of bees? Oh, my God, was there yes. a guy full of bees? Yeah, there was a oh, guy full of bees. Oh, my God, this has happened to me twice this week. Yeah. Oh, my, I, so, I swear, so dude, I was no the guy full of bees from Ninja Scroll. Do you want to hear, do you want to hear about the guy full of bees or do you want to hear what happened to me twice this week? Cause it's two completely separate things. Or, uh, or do you well, want me to start with the other thing that is like what's happening now? I, I don't know. Now I'm starting All to get confused. Right. I was, I have been, I was looking on the internet. I typed on the internet guy full of bees. Okay. okay. Uh, Ninja Scroll did not come up. The reason I was looking for a guy full of bees is because I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew a folklore. I knew I knew something. I knew something about a guy full of bees. And uh, it was because I had seen a movie called Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children in which there's a guy full of bees. And I was trying to figure out why I thought I had heard about a guy full of bees before. Shout out to The Fear. From Metal Gear Solid 3. And I didn't think of of Ninja Scroll until just this very... Until this. Until I I reminded you of Ninja Scroll. I did think of the Hollow Man from from More I Freak Legion. But I was like, like, it's something, though. It's something other than Vampire the Masquerade. No, no, no. Yeah, or or something non-White Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. Guy Guy full of bees in Ninja Scroll. Oh, my God. The the bad guys are the eight devils of Kimon, and they're all like... Oh, yes. They're all crazy freak ninjas with weird supernatural powers, and there's one guy who's like a hunchback, and his hunchback is like a beehive, and it's full of wasps or deadly wasps that he sends after people. And you can do that in this game by taking swarm attractor and or parasitic infestation and a bunch of animalism. So you yep. have 
So you can control the swarm? Yeah. And Actually, do tricks? Parasitic infestation is a flaw. It specifically says you can't control the vermin. Oh. Uh, swarm retractor is the one you want. You don't take them both at the same time. Yeah, you take the merit. You don't, you don't a lot of the Freak Legion, not merits and flaws, but their powers and taints, there were a lot of them that were like paired in a way that it would have made sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I, I, they can have Patagia. Nosferatu can have Patagia. Yeah. Not to move on to the Black Spiral Dancer talk quite yet, but uh, that's yeah, great. Patagia. Oh, Patagia yeah. are so cool. Yeah. Um, lizard limbs, drop your limbs off. So yeah. it's just great. Putrescent, three point flaw, yeah. extremely it's gross. Well, your body, your body is rotting. Dis- disgusting and putrescent. Disgusting is a merit. You have the ability to contort your body and face in all sorts of shocking and grotesque ways. You can drool blood, pop your eyes out to double their width, spontaneously grow and burst boils on your flesh, etc. Wow. That sounds like a slightly more body horror version of like Beetlejuice. That sounds like it should almost be like some kind of combo power or something. Like that sounds like it should be a discipline. Yeah, that's but, that's well, wacky. Yeah, well, it doesn't do. It only subtracts one die from from your opponent's dice pool for their next action. Okay. By, yeah. By functionally, like, it doesn't do that much. Like okay. Yeah. Functionally, that's fine. If you wanted, to, you could make it a discipline power and make it worse, and you know, have it do more. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Wacky. Uh, Great. Yeah. What Nasrat do you think about the other guys? Really cool yeah. potential characters. Um, set was uh, Nick Taku. Yeah, that's their take. That's what's in my notes here, yeah. Um, Sets Nick Taku, one of Nosferatu's childer. They're twisted just on the inside. One day, one of these days is going to be a them or us. I always, my, that is, I like that. I like that. I, I get, I like the mixed mythology yeah. and legends. Yeah. I always feel like these two pages are just... I always feel like it's just... I feel like I already know. I feel like every time I read one of these paragraphs, I'm like, okay, yeah, I know that's how they feel about them. Yeah, It really... See, these all seem very easy. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, they're very pat. But in every book, these pages, I'm just kind of like, okay, I know. It does mention the Black Spiral Dancers, which is great, because they also build vast underground networks. Yeah, and they talk. There's a little and story. We're gonna, yeah, I love it. Oh, I, oh, it's my favorite part of the book. There really is like so much in this book, and it is because it's broken up into more smaller sections. But there's so much about the types of underground <laughs> chambers and rooms and edifices and things you might encounter down there, and all kinds of things about these guys as a network and grip on the world of darkness and again living underground in these vast i keep saying the word network but much like the black spiral dancers who i also liked a lot and there's so much about the different kinds of rooms and encounters you might encounter down there which again just led me to running this game like dungeons and dragons this really this book might be the first thing i really opened and took a look at when you know i knew that i had friends that were playing vampire the masquerade when hierarchy, wow. yeah. hierarchy hey. is boring. Old, old, old vampires yep. run the run the joint. Feeding practices. 
Yeah. Eh, you know. Yeah. Some, oh, leather faces, Nosferatu. which is you know kind of obvious. Um, yeah, like some Nosferatu go nuts, and then oh, they... the third, the the middle portion of the little story with Xerxes and Jameson. Oh, uh, something about you needed. Wait, let's see. <laughs> it's a very tiny oh, yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. This, plans this, for this United is, States uh, atomic weapons to a Soviet agent. Yeah, Julius Rosenberg, who is a very famous um, Soviet spy um in the united states and he gave he famously gave plans for the atomic weapons to to the to the ussr um and i believe he was executed later for it and the plan was to get uh american people to build bomb shelters uh yeah in response to that which the nosferatu could then live inside of yes great so that that seems like seems like a little short-sighted because then people might start shooting nuclear weapons. Nuclear weapons, yeah. Which but, I, th- I would imagine that Vampire Society as a whole would really not want to have happen. Although I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean... I think, it, I think in general it's a bad idea. I, I mean, in general, know. no one really wants... Well, it. No one, you know. <laughs> I think nuclear weapons will kill vampires just as easily yeah, as people. Right. For the most part, because it's all fire and heat. Um and you know the radiation might not bother a vampire too much, but if everybody around you dies, yeah, you're drink from. right, cockroaches. Yeah, a lot of talk uh, about the kind of uh, a lot of talk about the information brokering, and also the fact that the reason they're building these, uh, you know, very secluded, hidden sanctuaries below every city, it says on the back of the book, is because they all are. Uh, trying to hide from Nick Tucker. They do, yes. Which I think you know they they repeat that repeatedly through through here, and I think it's interesting because um, again, I was I was remembering the the Dark Ages kind of kind of take on it, where it's like, oh yes, we've put the yeah, the Nosferatu are pushed underground by the other clans because mm. they're cursed by God, and they don't want to look upon their you know their horrid visages, and um, you know, um, it's like. I got the yeah, Dark Ages you're, book you're, sitting on my coffee table. Yeah. I've been kind of yeah. You, you're given the it. you're given the kind of idea that the Nosferatu don't have much choice in the matter. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You know, uh, some Nosferatu. stuff about their ghouls and how they hang out and they have yeah, scavenger that, hunts. Yep. R and R. Nosferatu love computers. It makes sense. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of talk about vampires getting on the internet, and in fact, the Nosferatu perhaps starting their own private internet to use in their dungeons. <laughs> really, yeah, this really, this this really made me want to play Dungeons and Dragons. They've got their own tour. They've got their own tour. Um, what is it called? Their, their own tour onion. Yeah, their is that? I'm, yeah, I'm not familiar with the uh, the lingo, but I should know more. I am. Anyway, vampires did the darknet. Yeah, yeah. Vampires did the darknet. Darknet isn't just for drugs and human trafficking. It's also for vampires. So there's a there's a wide intersection between drugs, human trafficking, and vampires. I mean, that yes, that there really yeah, there would be. Yeah, I like there's, this. There's a whole, there's like a whole page about Nosferatu art. Which yes. I think is really well, they talk about how they, they make like they use like a lot of found items 
you know, underground and they, they use superhuman strength to make, you know, all kinds of crazy, um, you know, twisted structures. They talk about how most of their art, no matter how, whether it's beautiful, deliberately beautiful or deliberately ugly is all generally pretty weird. Yeah. Which makes sense. Um, Paintings in permanently dark chambers. Yeah. Is, that's that's just a cool yeah tidbit. and then yeah and gardening underground fungus gardening giant ghoulish mushrooms and blood blood slime molds yeah awesome and then uh yeah just whole pages about the underground and about the kind of tunnels and the kind of kind of places Nosferatu take over and build in. Was it called Vampire: The Eternal Struggle, the card game? Yeah, I had a card called the Spawning Pool. Yes, the Spawning Pool. This is all this the places, is, all these chambers again. Uh, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. The oldest Nosferatu in the in the area spills his blood repeatedly, and in, in, in just like a nice pool of still pure water that they keep clean and they let whoever whatever animals come over and drink the blood rats roaches stray cats and dogs and even if legend is believed the fabled sewer alligators come from miles around to drink from the pool yeah the sewer alligators and it makes them it makes them into ghouls it makes them into nosferatu ghouls they usually get deformed and weird and, and um, Nosferatu have they, animalism, so that's very useful to have around. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, the subterranean warfare, I've noticed this. They, I mentioned this about, you know, having influence over infrastructure. Yeah, blowing up your enemy's house in the middle of the day. Yeah, with the gas main. Yeah, yeah, lighting the gas main up. Fungus, more fungus garden talk. Yeah, but. Using electricity from subway tracks to... Oh, yeah. To... to you know, to well, you know, trick people into traps and electrocute them. Yeah, well, yeah, stuff about yeah, uh, booby traps underground and uh, <laughs> explosives yeah. set up everywhere that they can trigger if they're being pursued. Or, I mean, I've always thought too that the Nosferatu, just in a strictly mechanical sense, have a really great combination for, um, like in in game terms, what you would call like an alpha strike. Sure. You know? You jump out of obfuscate to surprise somebody. You hit somebody with a massive amount of potence, and mm-hmm. you just try to take them down all at once with the first blow. You put a stake through a vampire's heart, or you cut somebody's head off, or or whatever. You just you just spring out of the darkness and like hit somebody like a like a freight train, and then vanish again. Obfuscate and potence is a really good yeah. combination. So is obfuscate and celerity. Yeah, that's the Asimites. Oh, they oh they have obfuscate and celerity. Yeah, Gangrel and Tribute. Gangrel and Tribute have obfuscate and celerity too. C- yeah. City Gangrel are they even called Antitribute, or are they just called City and Country Gangrel? No, they both they call them City. They call themselves City Gangrel and Tribute. Okay, themselves Antitribute. Just to say that, like, yeah, we're yeah, yeah we are. Spot. We're about yeah, look at us. yeah. Look at us. We are the anti tribes. Um. Oh yes, and deeper and deeper. Apparently, they. Oh yeah, too deep and uh, too too greedily. They might find some Balrogs. Is the word Dwemer? 
uh, the, the dwarves in Skyrim. Yeah, Skyrim. That, that's what I thought of at, with the first, the Elder Scrolls. the first little story. I was yeah. like, oh man, they went down there and discovered a Dwemer, a dwarf, a mechanical thing that crushed them. That's what was going on. A dwarf mechanical thing that crushed them. That's what was. Yeah, that's the image that came to mind. Yeah, but there it is vague. Is, yeah, it is vague. There, I think there are some implications or some some indications that um, in the world of darkness, if you dig deep enough underground, um, because it is a it is a part of the world. It is a place where there aren't people around. Like consensual reality isn't reinforced by oh by by the presence of human minds and human okay. souls. So reality gets a little squishier, and also, you know, a lot of humans, you know, sort of subconsciously or consciously believe in these weird, like, subterranean worlds below their feet. You know, it's it's a it's you know we keep using the word trope, but it is it's a trope. It is, you know, yeah. the, hollow, the hollow earth, you know, the underdark, the you know, it's 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 a it's a super evocative kind of image. Crazy, um, yeah. Oh, so I think like in the world of darkness, it's like if you dig deep enough you start to get to other places yeah you know you 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 may start to, to <laughs> dig into the you may start to dig into the umbra you may start to dig into into the shadowlands you may start to dig in the labyrinth you may start to dig into the labyrinth of the of the underworld you know where the where the specters live yeah and you know um in this case in this story they 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 end up they they find the the black spiral dancers, you know, or you know, in this case, they find deafening, roaring, grinding peals of terrified screams. Yeah, sounds. the grinding. Yeah. I was like, they're getting crushed in some dwarven apparatus. I was like, oh, they found a doll. Oh yeah, cool. You know. Yeah. One of those giant worm monsters from H.P. Lovecraft. They're down there. Yeah, they're down there. Everything's down there. Do you remember guys that they had no eyes and they had, oh, I think they had very sharp teeth in their mouth. I think they may, they think they were more inhuman looking in general, other than having no eyes. And they, they wore robes and they had, sorry. Oh no, no, no. In the world of darkness, this is from the book of the worm. They, uh, they had three orifices around their like torso that goop tentacles. They would like open their robes. These guys lived in a city under the earth. They oh, would they, they would open their robes and three goop tentacles would come out of orifices to accost people. They were called like the Varjaka or something strange. Like, yeah, uh, boy, I'm going to look at all of these books <laughs> again. They sound a little bit like the uh, a ripoff of the of the, the old ones from um, uh, H.P. Lovecrafts, you know, the ones that make the Shoggoths, you know, with the... Oh, a little bit, yeah. I mean, these like guys the, were, yeah, these guys were a little more humanoid. But you're right, but yeah, weird, technically, other world, just not human at all. Just yeah. beings living in a city under the earth, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, Nos- Clanbook Nosferatu kind of hints at, at this kind of thing. And then, yeah, James, the last Jameson. The last, yeah, Xerxes and Jameson. Jameson. Love these guys. Love the characters in these books. The longest one, and it's a, it's a story about how a bunch of black spiral dancers came upon some some Nosferatu apparently, and the black spiral dancers corrupted the the Nosferatu. 
Um, I like the Black Spiral Dancers. Yeah, Black Spiral Dancers are super terrible and super gross. Really good enemy. Yeah. And then we have the characters. Some of these characters are good. Yeah, um, they are. There's uh, there's the Cleopatra as a character. Um, she's not too bad. Um, this is an interesting character that it was like, you know, oh, the Cleopatras all destroy them. You know, some Cleopatras destroy themselves. Some, some manage to function. This is one who... Um, I think she definitely seems to be having a hard time, but also seems like she might have the tools to to be able to to make it and to function. I mean, for fuck's sake, again, I always mention the some of the stats that people make in these character sheets. The Cleopatra character has a humanity of seven and a willpower of nine. Yeah, I think she'll be fine. She's I got obfuscate three. She can, you know, she'll. Yeah, I she think she'll be all right. Yeah, she can. She can slip through. She's got a self control of five. She'll be okay. And um, this, yeah, she's an interesting character because she's a social nosferatu. She's got a charisma of five and a manipulation of four. That's that's neat. That's a neat yeah, choice. Sub subterfuge of four, empathy of three. This is somebody who, yeah, this is a, this is a social nosferatu, and it's a cool way to play a social nosferatu. This clan, I feel like this clan just has a lot of possibilities. Like there's, there's so, they're just so into everything. Like they did, and that's, and it's because the book goes over so many aspects of their society yeah. and how they interact with other vampires. Because I mean, you can do a clan like this. That's kind of what you, yeah. But there's really, there's a lot of neat things you can do with this clan. Yeah, some of these other, um, what uh, archetypes are kind of boring. Derelicts. Yeah. Derelict is like, okay, homeless person who got me to the vampire. Um, I don't know. There doesn't seem to be much going on with that character, unfortunately. Yeah, it's very... Uh, kind of generic. I was, kind of yeah, derivative might be the word I was kind of looking for, but yeah. 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 It's just a, it's a very generic sad story. A very obvious sad story that just, you know, goes from bad to worse to vampire. But it's kind of, yeah, generic is a perfect word for for that one. We have the Equalizer, who's a gay guy. This was in the 90s. They were going for the outsider. They wanted, they were like, we're going to do the, uh, yeah. We're going to have one of the templates that really exemplifies the the outsider from society and it's going to be a a gay guy. And and this is a terrible, this is a horrible, very upsetting story. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> about him and his boyfriend being murdered. Yeah. And then he gets embraced and then fucks all those people up. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, you always uh, and I you know the Nosferatu are great for a little a little terrible villains and nice revenge kind of story. Yeah. Someone changed their mind while they were making this character a couple times and then uh nobody fixed the whiteout. <laughs> yeah. Uh gross child. I don't know about this one. A little bit obvious. I mean, uh, this might be the most obvious one as a matter of fact. I like the yeah. art. I love the the guy. I love the art of the uh all, all the templates always. 
the art is evocative, but this is yeah, this character is basically a cabbage pack a living cabbage patch. Yeah. Uh, no garbage pail kid. Garbage pail, that's right. Yes, correct. Yeah, he's basically a living garbage pail kid. Uh a leather face, also yeah. a little pretty obvious. Okay. Yeah. Mommy's yeah. shrunken head is among his yeah. equipment. The Luchador Professional, which is just Oh, I like it. Like hilarious and kind of ridiculous, but like okay. You're like, okay. The masked man, the Nosferatu yeah. masked man that has yeah. to wear a mask for his yeah. luchador job. Oh, cool. I think it's yeah. pretty good. Oh, I like, he was almost, he was, this was almost, he was almost a uh, Nosferatu anti-tribu. Uh, he was embraced by a member of the Sabbat, but he was saved from the Sabbat initiation ritual at the last moments. And I think that's cool as well. That is cool. Lucky for him. Oh, yeah. Is very scary and shitty. You remember Anne Gwish? No. She was a character in Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Oh, yeah, no, I do. <laughs> Anne Gwish. Yeah, that's the next one. So, the, yeah, the Morbid Archie type vindictively embraced was literally the first Nostrato I ever played. Yeah, um, <laughs> complaining yeah. goth type. Yeah, before. Um, before um i even read this book i think i didn't know this was a thing i just made up enough you, just, you, did, you did that you you pulled this template template and then it is this is almost it almost yeah. makes so much sense just like the uh you know the leather face and the gross child are almost just kind of okay yep okay of course but yeah. this is a little yeah. more interesting because we haven't really touched on this this someone vindictively embraced yeah, this is someone who's vindictively embraced, but unlike a Cleopatra who is like, um, for being beautiful. Yeah, he's like, uh, for being pretentious. Like, yeah, he's more for being pretentious. Right. He's, I think this is this is probably actually the character who's telling the story in chapter one about. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Like using his obfuscate to make himself look pretty again, and then going out and yeah. And, Picking, a, picking up a girl and, and um, drinking her blood and then get, just getting so scaring like, her. about the fact that he's, yeah, that he's, that he's ugly now. He's, he's got to scare her and he's got to fuck with her. Um, just like old Nosferat himself. We always called him Nosferat in high school. I don't remember. Right. Call, in fact, I was surprised to see him referred to as Nosferatu. Yeah, I think, well, I think that was just kind of a trend I, that I think yeah, we picked up. something we of, picked up. A lot of... Um, Antediluvians were just like the name of the clan with like the last letter. Oh chapter. yeah, it was. That was something we sort of started. Yeah, Malkav. Malkav. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Vent- I think even Ventru was just Ventru with the U. I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe. 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 Sure. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. I love the shock rocker. The shock rocker is just like, no, I'm not gonna hide. But I'm just gonna tell everyone this is makeup. Yeah, kind of like Lestat that time, but yeah. more frightening. Yeah. Um, this guy is in a video game called Darkstalkers. Are you familiar? I think so. Is that the one where you play Death, or you play War? First? Oh no, 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 no! That's Darksiders. Darkstalker, Darkstalkers was from the '90s. It was a Capcom video game. It had Morrigan and Felicia. It had like the oh, classic oh, movie monsters yeah. in it, and it had a rocker vampire. It had this guy. It had this artist. It was this okay. guy. <laughs> I forgot. I, I I don't remember that. I do yeah. remember Dark Souls. 
a little bit. Yeah, it was the, it was that horror fighting game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. had like a Frankenstein guy. I think Felicia and Morgan have lived on. Oh yeah, because, yeah. You know, like sexy list. Yeah, yeah, boots. Yep. Sexy, sexy fighter girls. Yeah, yeah. But I think the rest have passed away into legend. Yeah, mostly. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of anyone else. Uh, but yeah. that that guy was that guy was there, the shock rocker. Tunnel crawler, I love the the architect, the guy that was taken from his milk toast architecture engineer job to come down here to help us build our bizarre underworld cities. I I think it's a yeah. great concept for a character. Yeah. Science and maths. We need science and maths in the underground. I, I love I feel like they I feel like the Nosferatu know what's up. They know what's important. I feel like they got the right idea. They know what they need to do and they're taking care of the shit. Yeah. More so than a lot of other vampires. Yeah. Because they're pretentious and, and, and a bit more humble. They 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 have that attitude of like, no, like just get shit done. Just get it done. We don't have to preen. We don't have to we don't have to look good. We don't have to do the PR work. Just get it done. If something needs to be done, just do it, you know? Yep. And the last one is the vet, who is reminds me of John Rambo. Yeah. Yes, this is basically this is basically Rambo, the the vampire. I'm alright with and that. Tells, yeah. And he tells people he's like, no, he's like, No, I'm not a vampire. The government this is to me, man. Yeah, yeah, boy. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Who's what right. among the Nosferatu? Sergei Voshkov. I, I was going to look this up. Is this a real guy? Sergei Voshkov. I don't think so, but uh, I certainly can't. I no. certainly can't promise anything. No, I searched for him. And the only things okay. that come up are, are white wolf things. Go cut. Yeah. All right, but yeah, this this is an interesting character. He's this KGB spy master who was embraced. By Baba Yaga. Oh dear. To destroy. Yeah, Baba as we have learned so far, Baba Yaga has a lot to do with Russian history and politics. It is interesting though, because I get the idea that he's basically like kind of like he's like an old man. Um, yeah. you know, which is kind of um kind of an unusual thing for vampires. Uh, you get the impression that a lot of vampires are embraced sort of in the prime of their life, you know, in their Right. Their yeah. You know, maybe a little bit older, um, but it specifically says she's like I, he's he didn't care that he would, you know, he would be he would be turned ugly. You know, he's like he's still hungry for action. His was not his frame not wrinkled and withered anyway. <laughs> old you know, man like, vampire, yeah. It's like you got to yeah. keep that wrinkled, withered frame. Although, I mean, not exactly in this case. Yeah. Uh, Prudence Stone, who I guess. Was. Uh, this might be a reference. Some of this might be a reference I to. Uh, I believe she's. A, I think she was an actual person. Oh, really? During, during the Salem witch trials, because it was referenced like her getting killed in the Salem witch trials, and then getting embraced, and then just a funny story about Pussfinger. Yeah. Um. um a, Nasratu, who accidentally saved uh, Porter Elder's life, Porter who hated him, and now he gets to 
do whatever he wants with the Torador because the Torador was my life boon. And apparently this is how Grunge fashion started because That's he told right. the Torador to dress in his He told the Torador to dress in his um dirty old clothes and all of the Torador's um sycophants thought it was a new a new trend. And that's how grunge started. Vampires right. did grunge, yep. <clears throat> Vampires did grunge. And then the bat child. And then the bat child. It was also, it's apparently also a thing. Poor bat child. And that's a and that's clan book Nosferatu. And uh yeah. Nosferatu. I love yeah, the like world I said, building, I, I love dungeons. Yeah, I you know, I I the Nosferatu were never one of my favorite clans. Um, possibly because, again, we talk about how when we when you you, you want to role play these guys, you you imagine yourself in their in their place. And sure, <laughs> I was always yeah, wow. trying to put myself into the place of of a Nosferatu, too, you know, with these sort of hideous deformities and you know, forced to live underground and everything. I was like, this this doesn't appeal to me as like you know, yeah, as, 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 as a character you know, I want to imagine and inhabit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, not to say that. All of my role playing, I think, is always a power fantasy. But you know, I, I got to be fair and admit to myself. You know, I do want to have a little bit of power fantasy when I'm role playing. Yeah, you know, it's nice. I want to have, I want to have some cool powers to use. You know, it doesn't have to necessarily be every game every time. You know, I've played. I can think of a couple really great games I've played where, um, where you did I, not use any sp- any particular wait, special yeah, powers. Yeah, you know, I didn't really have any special powers. Um, but oh um, sure, yeah, yeah, but I wouldn't want to play every game like that, basically, you know. Yeah, oh, I agree. Um, so yeah, so th- that's that's part of it. So being in Osiratu, um, was kind of a place was was kind of a you know something I had trouble sort of like getting my mind space into, or you know, I think it's, you know part of me recoiled away from it. I was like, no, that's so gross. I don't want to be an Osprazu. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sure, sure. And especially that, you know, we picked these games up when we were, you know, 14 and 15 and wanted yeah, yeah. to wanted to have a superhero. I mean, I, I may, I'll see if every episode I can somehow mention trench coats and katanas, but you don't want to be going around the 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 dripping face and living in poop doesn't go does it clashes with your your trench coat and your katana for for real. I don't yeah. Do you know how hard it is to get poop off of a leather trench coat? Oh God, it's ruined. I mean, it's ruined. The moisture, yeah. the moisture alone destroys terrible. it. Yeah, terrible. You don't even. The poop just soaks. The yeah, I'm gonna stop. Yeah. Yeah. But um, um. But no, I I I absolutely. And I mean, I felt that a little bit. I mean, I definitely rolled some Nosferatu, but like, I definitely was kind of like, yeah. We would kind of be nicer if they didn't have to be gross and scary. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I, I definitely think of like I definitely think like of some Nosferatu that I've made as like NPCs or or whatever, and like I I guess just part of me too just was like like no on the sewer thing like why why would you live in a sewer if you don't have to you yep. know and I, they explain they explain why in in here they talk about the Niktiku and how they're afraid of the Niktiku and. How it makes natural sense in most like urban environments if you're going to build a subterranean, you know, sort of infrastructure. Like the sewers need to be involved in some way for the most part in most places. Um, so you know it makes sense. 
there's 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 advantages to it you know other people are not gonna, really going to come come poking down there all that much necessarily you know for plenty of reasons um i feel like of all the guys we've talked about so far well for i'm not i feel like of all the guys we've talked about so far these ones are the most communal these are the most these, these have the most centralized village almost do they call it a brood uh broods are their um their communities yeah that's what i'm talking about like they didn't really i mean yeah, like they, they, they yeah, talk they, about the madness they, network but the four clans yeah, we've had, discussed so far yeah but they have their warrens that they stay in and again, oh, right i was talking about the brood the community yeah yeah the brood and it's it's a very it's 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 a very natural and a very simple reason for that it's because they're outcasts because yep. Every other clan looks at them and is like, "You are hideous and gross. Don't be around me." Um, so they don't have anyone to be around except each other. So they value, you know, the relationships that they do have, and that's, you know, again part of why the Nosferatu clan is so naturally tight without elders having to like enforce that in any kind of way. Yep. You know. One could argue that the Nick Tiku thing is like a story that the Nasratu elders tell to try and keep the the neonates in line. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's exactly that kind of thing. That that possibility is mentioned, and definitely, I'm sure some Nasratu kind of believe it because it's like, like why? But you know, at the same time, it's like again, considering how relatively unpretentious and straightforward the Nosferatu are in a lot of their dealings and, and everything. It's like, well, if they're if this is their if this is their method for keeping us in line, then you know, I guess there's worse things. You could be a Tremere. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we'll get to the Tremere later. But the Tremere you know, in first edition vampire, the Tremere are all blood bonded to their to their sires or their elders. All of them, just unilaterally. Yeah, one hundred percent. And mm. I think in later in later editions they changed that to one step blood bonded or two step. Oh, okay. Or the yeah, okay. Or that you have to like submit and and that you like leave your blood. Like you submit like piece. You know, like oh, like, and they have okay, so they can keep you. At, the, they can keep you at yeah. one step if they want to. Yeah. Well. Oh. Well. If the like if a Tremere has your blood, they can do thaumaturgy on it from. Wherever they are. Oh, so yes. You, okay. You them in yep. away, they can they can boil all your blood out of your body and kill you from wherever you wherever they are in the world. You know, because they've got your blood. So you can't betray it. You can't betray a Tremere. Sure. Um. But yeah, that's that. That's what the pyramid of power is, man. That's what the Tremere pyramid is. Is is that Tremere's at the top and he's blood bonded. Some people below him, and those people blood bonded the people below them, and so on and so on down the line. That is something Tremere would do. Corridor is next. Cool. Yeah, the artsy fartsy guys. We go from the ugly ones to the beautiful ones. I don't feel like I own the clan book. I have no idea what is inside of it. I I just I don't know. I don't feel like these guys don't stand out to me. I I feel like. They're the arty one. They're the pretty ones. I feel like they're they're a little bit Ventru and a little bit Bruja. Is there some kind of country song in there? In a in a certain way, it's almost like they're the kind of baseline and rice vampires. Sure. It's almost like 
like nothing special about them, but they're, they're they live special. for passion and yeah, uh, blood, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they 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 dance through their fleeting unlives with passion for uh, freedom and beauty, and oh, they're overcome and incapacitated when beauty is viewed by them. Yeah, Torador. Is that a bullfighter, or are you going to look that up before? No, that's that's a that's a bullfighter. It is a bullfighter. Yeah. Okay. There might be more etymology. I'll, I'll look it up. But yeah, Torador, bullfighter. Yeah, look with your vampire eyes. That's what, they're, that's what they're doing all the time. They get they get all they get all. Um, you know, they're like they're like they, Louis. Statues are winking at them and bleeding and yeah. stuff. Is that what happens? Yeah, everything. Every is that is that part of it? Like, is do does is there like an an extra layer to the art, like a Malkavian thing? No, it's just well, um, a little bit. Like they get pulled in by Pat. Well, they I mean, get, we'll talk. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. They get pulled in by the patterns and the beauty. And I I mean, that's kind of how I imagined it was like how, how they see it in that scene, um, you know, in, in interview with the vampire where, you know, he's just like every little thing just looks amazing and new and beautiful and wonderful because you have all these like new senses that you didn't have before. And that's kind of what the, yeah, that's right. Yep. Totally. 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 Do you know about, uh, you know about like spilling seeds on the floor? Yeah, that old vampire myth about. Um, do you think that some of the getting lost in patterns might have had to do with the? Yeah. Maybe a little bit. That's it's, that's more of like a that's more of like an East Asian kind of vampire thing. Oh, is it okay? Um, they like have they to have count to, the like, yeah the great like you you throw down grains of rice. Oh, okay. Um, I may be wrong. I don't know if that's specifically just a, a like a Chinese East or Eastern Asian kind of thing. Or yeah, I have. It applies to vampire legends from from Europe too. But. I saw it on the X Files. I yeah, I got no idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, man. Great fun again. Thank you. Awesome. Man. Yeah, Nosferatu Torador is next, and uh, yeah, and I will. Uh, yeah, yeah yes. talk to you this weekend. Thanks for listening to Maybe We'll Talk. I'm Dave Crane. If you would like. <laughs> to check out more Dave Crane things, why don't you swing on down to koyadk.tv. That's C-U-Y-A-D-K dot TV. You see, I used to play a Death Knight from Ohio. But who probably would have pronounced it Kaya if I was from, anyway, C-U-Y-A-D-K. If you want to support this show or anything that I do, uh, you can get a link to Etsy and buy some soap from me. You can uh, subscribe to me on Twitch or through, through another, through, through any of the number of social media type things you can find me on. I'm not even going to re-record this. Thank you so much for listening. Next week is Torador. C-U-Y-A dot D-K. No. Maybe I should re- I'm not gonna. C-U-Y-A D-K dot TV is where you can find all my links. And, uh, 
can help me out and come talk to me on Discord. I will talk to you all next Tuesday, certainly, whether or not there's a bonus episode. All right, I'm all right, all right, that's it. Thank you.